So, welcome to the Art of Relationship podcast. Hello, hello. Today's episode is going to be with a great friend, an artist. I like to call her a 5D artist because her art takes you out of this world. Her at name on Instagram is actually Archangel Aquarius. So that is A-R-C-H Angel A-N-G-E-L Aquarius A-Q-U-A-R-I-U-S. And she has some beautiful, beautiful art, words of wisdom, spiritual knowledge, she is um, a 21-year-old, yet she has wisdom that is just thousands of years old. And she is one of my most beautiful, beautiful divine reflections that I l- I'm so blessed to call my friend. So without a further ado, enjoy this episode that we recorded, I want to say about six months ago. So some of this information is actually a little bit old and some of it... And so maybe not everything that I said or she said we fully agree with because things change, but I re-listened to this episode and I just thought there's just so many beautiful nuggets of wisdom. There's just so many beautiful teachings and lessons and life stories and I just wanted to share this with you so much, though we have changed since this um, this podcast was recorded. Um, as people and as souls, I still feel that it will serve you, especially all of my like younger, early in their early 20s, even in their late teens, teenagers, discovering yourself and navigating the world. Um, I think this will really serve you. And also, it's just a really fun conversation. And it's always fun to talk with her. And I really hope you can just feel the energy between us because it's always so powerful, so strong, very comforting and very easygoing. So without a further ado, a further, a further, a further ado, I am your host, Validia Sophia. Enjoy this podcast. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the time that we meditated together and we um, were having a trippy night and you, I was like, let's meditate on our chakras, on our chakras. And you were like... Literally, I was sitting there, and I was still working on my root chakra, and you're like, okay, I'm done. And I was like, it's been two minutes. <laughs> How are you done with all your chakras? I thought that was so funny. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> sometimes, like, <laughs> hey, listen, I remember that briefly, but sometimes, like, I remember I would literally be able to go through them. Like, actually, that, like, I, I just... <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm still on my route. How do you get all the way there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I started recording. So okay. if you want to like, yeah, I started recording, just giving you like disclaimer. So don't feel like shy or anything. I just like, like yeah, the natural intro. Any way other than like how I would normally talk, you know? Yeah. We so. have such great conversations. Yes. We do. To Aristide. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Stop talking. I know. All right, let me find the questions that I sent you. I do want to, oh, I do want to start with like an intention or a prayer. So yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, so I'll just do like, do a little prayer. Um, dear divine guidance, dear angels, um, spirit guides, please be present with us. And may we be open as channels of ve- and vessels to the divine to work through us, to speak through us, so we can speak a message of most highest benevolent f- frequencies into the world. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You meant to that, right? <laughs> yes. All right. So I want to... Um, for the people out there, uh, what you want to talk a little bit about yourself and your mission here on Earth, and kind of like what where you where you're at, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that are going to listen to this and they're going to relate to your story um, and relate to your mission. So, what is your mission here on Earth, Bryce? Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty my name's big Bryce. one. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pretty big mission, and I'm still every day it pieces together like pieces of a puzzle so I'm 21 years old so obviously I don't have everything all figured out but what has been like continuous throughout my life is my gift of art um creation and intuitive 
understanding and being able to connect with spirit and share that with people. So through my art, I like to integrate that. And I know that art has the biggest influence on me and my purpose so far. Um, Whether it's for money or not, it's just something that has and will always be with me. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. You know it's part of something's part of your purpose when it just kind of flows through you. You know? Yeah. It's like almost feels like effortless and you yeah, just want to do it. It's mm-hmm. been there since I was literally like two, like before I could do anything. Like I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at counting. I couldn't even count to ten. <laughs> but I could draw like angels and mermaids when I was a two year old, so Oh my gosh, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I 100% believe in your art mission. And um, in the, I don't know if you saw yet, but in the Cosmic DNA Activation um, Facebook group, I introduced everybody a little and I put you as yeah. like a trippy artist extraordinaire of 5D art. Because oh. like, that's how I feel of you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I checked it out yesterday, but I don't think I saw that yet. Yeah, I posted that today, so I was like, I hope she sees this. Cool, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you're a really um, spiritual woman, and I I feel like I want to dive into that because I feel like both of our services are in that realm. Yeah. No matter what it, the outward expression is, I think we both are conduits of this like higher source and all these beautiful things. So um, what, what makes – what – brought let me think okay yeah what do you how do I wrote <laughs> I'm looking at this question I sent you how do you be oh yeah how do you be a spiritual person like how for the people that like they want to get into um connecting with spirit and they want to get into their like intuitive powers and for you I feel like they're so innate and natural like how does somebody like connect with that First off, we just need to recognize that all beings, all life are spiritual, all have a vibration, and all not all of that is seen. So acknowledge that you are already spiritual, and mm-hmm. practices that really help you work with your spiritual gifts and access and find out what yours are as a unique individual. Um, for me... First, I would think, like, shadow work is a good place to start, like, understanding your own minds and understanding your own subconscious thought patterns that could be limiting you, any sort of limitations you have, you have to get to that and work with that in order to step into the light. So that's really important, is to not be afraid of looking at your mind and just being honest with yourself. And then spiritual practices such as meditation... Um, even just listening to 432, 528 hertz and creating anything, whatever you like to create, literally music, art, mm-hmm. poems, songs, math, mm-hmm. it, anything you love, sports, you can integrate your spiritual essence through that physical practice. Mm. I love how you said that. This is why... This is why we need air signs in the world because they just know how to say shit 100%. I'm like, you just said that so good. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying it good, but. Yours, that is so amazing. It's just flowing yeah, through you. you. Honestly, yeah, it's, the... <laughs> it's really just the flow. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Something I also, I kind of want to bring up the opposite topic now. So what if somebody is super spiritual and naturally psychic and they like see spirits already and they just have all these intuitions? How do you, because I feel like, I don't want to say you're that person, but I feel like I, in an older version of yourself, like you were like super, super, super in touch, but it was like, how do you ground that down? Like, how did you figure out how to ground that down and make it more tangible? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things because a lot of times people who do have strong intuition or psychic, um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsensitive, highly sensitive people, they Mm -hmm. have this going on since they're a child 
And a lot of times, like, their parents and society don't really understand what that is. They don't understand it. So the kid Mm -hmm. doesn't always know that it is a spiritual gift. And this can create blockages, like, in your chakra system. And normally what is happening with this is the upper chakras are really active, the throat, third eye, and crown, while the lower ones need balancing so that's what you're saying is grounding is needed and for me that did happen I um, started recognizing a lot of my gifts and powers when I was in high school so I was still figuring out myself and I was not very grounded I had dealt with depression and anxiety while also receiving all this information and downloads and starting to get in touch with myself so I was super up in the higher chakras but not Mm -hmm. practicing or working on my lower ones and I would meditate on my third eye but never my root so Mm -hmm. where I really began to ground this practice and how other people can is spending time in nature is probably the number one way spending as much time in nature as possible grounding yourself grounding your feet and imagining yourself rooted to this earth because you are made of this earth Mm -hmm. um Mm-hmm. Root chakra activities are highly important. So, yeah, that makes really me good for that. Yeah, and it's, it's just funny that it's like root chakra is like, it's just like get back to the basics. Like, are you eating? Like, are you yeah. sleeping? <laughs> That's <laughs> another like, thing. Like, it's very yeah. earthly. So, the food you put into your body is mm-hmm. also super, super important. Like, are you in touch with what you're eating or are you just eating whatever? Like, uh-huh. do you know what you're putting in your body? Root vegetables, fruits, things mm-hmm. that come from nature that can be grown. They will clear out your system, heal you, ground you, and remind you how food actually is medicine and how you can use that to live a more spiritual life just by mm-hmm. consuming physical electricity. I don't even know. Electric foods, you know? Electric foods, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because um, something I just heard the other day was like, we are electricity. I was like, that is so, sh- yeah. that's a, just a strong feeling. And it was just talking about like our neuro pathways and how like we need, um, what is it called? Uh, electrolytes to fuel yeah. us. And that's literally electricity. And it's like, that's, um, I don't know. I don't know what else they said, but I that that really hit me. It was like going into that like almost element of electricity, and the the I, I don't want to go like too far into that because I don't know enough. <laughs> but I yeah, want to just I say like... I feel electrified right now, and <laughs> um. So that's so. So what are like some spiritual practices? that you do slash like rituals that have benefited your life as a whole that you'd like really like to share like that you're like okay if you're gonna do anything if like you really really don't know where to start with your spiritual activities or whatever how to connect with your um, psychic abilities blah blah like this is where you should start like what is that for you for me I think, well, Kundalini yoga, as you know, has been yes. one of the most <laughs> one of those transformational and grounding and highly like electrifying practices yeah. that I've ever oh. it literally creates like, electricity <laughs> in your body, man. Oh and my for God. me that has been the most potent ritual that I um have discovered. Mm-hmm. I basically it is consists of an opening, a protection mantra. So yeah, you're saying mantras, you call in um, a higher chain of teachers to protect you and the teacher within and without you. So, and then after that, it consists of pranayamas, breath work, practices, Mm -hmm. asanas, and then kriya, which is the most potent part. And kriya is Mm -hmm. basically, it's like a certain structure in a certain set of um, yoga poses that have been passed down through that lineage, that Mm -hmm. higher chain of teachers. So for me, that's been super activating. 
I like to focus on each chakra different days of the week. So that That's really smart. helps me actually like going through the different chakras throughout the seven days. So I'll really like set that and that way I can continue on a balance throughout the week. By the end of the week, I'm at the upper chakras. Oh, that's dope. That's really dope. You know, um, that something I actually recently just found out, I don't know if you knew this, that Kriya actually means literally directly translates into, I, I watched like a huge documentary about Kundalini. Um, it means purifying action. And I really feel that when I do Kundalini, I feel like I'm almost, I don't want to say ridding of karma, but I feel like I'm quantum leaping into something yeah. that's high, like higher. It's like I'm skipping on my, like, I don't, it's like, oh, I was, my car was going to break down last week. Well, no, I did my Kundalini, so I skipped that part. <laughs> yeah, let's just jump over those. <laughs> that's like exactly well, how. Also, another thing about it is like, mm-hmm. I feel like it does like help rid karma, but it helps your reaction to day-to-day things and problems that do come about like say how you would normally react to if your car broke down versus how you would if you did your practice in the morning Mm, it it totally helps you consciously think about and observe yourself and observe situations and react from that place of awareness and love Oh my God. It helps you integrate that throughout your day. So it's really important. The more you practice, the more you have this skill. But 100%. obviously, everybody's journey is differently. So not everybody is going to be small. doing Kundalini yoga. It's just that's what's helped me. Yeah, exactly. And same. And it's like, it's just an intuitive thing, too. Didn't we do our first Kundalini class together online? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I we like so. activated our kundalinis at the same time. We were shaking. We were like vibrating. Like, oh, <laughs> we wow. were. We were like, holy, what is I, this? I, ever since that day, I have been, <laughs> I, that day changed everything because feeling yeah. the way it made me vibrate was like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I, I bring these like vibrations in my everyday life after the practice. Yes. Like, it's like integrate, like it's integrates like the more you do it because the first time we did it it was like a super high buzz it was like whoa but it was so noticeable because we didn't always vibrate that high yeah but now it now I don't always feel that huge buzz but I I do feel like a a general incline but it's not not, you know what I mean it's like yeah the more you do it it's not it's not that you're doing it for the buzz but there are it definitely has a buzz but the more you do it, at least in my experience, it becomes less of a super, like, a short high, and it's more of an integration into your day-to-day life of just a higher yeah. overall energy. Yeah, and I think that's, like, this is a, we're, I'm on a kind of segue, but I think that's kind of why people, um, you know, lack consistency when it comes to their spiritual practice, because at first it's like, you're seeing such a difference, but then because the energy is integrating and now it's not even, it's not just about the initial feelings. It's about maintaining that discipline and realizing that the vibrations has integrated into your everyday life. Like literally you're eating cereal and like the Kundalini is rising, like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, What's your understanding of spirit guides? Like, uh, how do you view the word spirit guides and how do you connect with yours? So spirit guides, there's different types of spirit guides. There's super potent light guides who have like a general um, message and a more they help groups of people. They help collectives. <gasps> yeah. So, you know, like they're they're vibrating at such a high frequency that they're like a light it's when you see it it, it's like a light so that's more of a general like will help like a large group of people Mm -hmm. um and then there's your higher self there's Mm -hmm. ancestors and then there's spirit guides who you could have been assigned with at birth being an energetic match um spirit guides basically from my understanding 
they're not perfect like that type that you're matched with they're not perfect they're on their own journey they're also going through an evolution process and Mm -hmm. they actually are evolving through working with you and helping you they just have not incarnated in a physical form in this time wow that's that's powerful i mean that we could take that conversation so many different directions it could go on for a long time (laughs) (laughs) i mean we like we can go a little deeper because i feel like when i first started hearing about spirit guides it wasn't clear to me like what that meant and yeah yeah, and like how to connect with that and then i realized after you know we um had that sleepover i don't know a couple months ago now um and I, like, saw – I actually want to tell you, I know what I saw around you. Remember, I was, like, there's, like, a flower expanding all around your head. Yeah, and, oh, I, that, yes. was, that was a thousand-petal lotus yeah, of your kundalini. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I was, like, yes. oh, my God, that was what I was seeing. <laughs> I knew you were talking about that when you were saying that. Like, I, I, I like, didn't know. I was just, like, why is this, uh, this flower is, like, ever expanding? It's, like, keeps getting <laughs> but um yeah back to spirit guides i mean so how do you work with a spirit guide or or do you just like wait and just connect and you're like okay this feels like my ancestor i like or do you like consciously choose like okay i want to connect with this energy like or does it just change for you yeah well first there's a difference between ancestral spirit guides and just the spirit guides that are matched with you due to your energetic vibration. Um, So ancestral obviously used to be a part of your family. You want to know that that person had good character when you're working with them. So those are the ones that you work with ancestrally. Um, And then the other spirit ones, they connect to you through your vibration. So like I said, some come with you when you're born and then some you meet as you change and your vibration changes and how you work with them. For me, I start to know that they're welcoming themselves or introducing themselves when I see angel numbers such as 111-333-777. And that's how I kind of know they're present, but also you can feel their presence when it's just a it's like an elevated energy around you. You see light, you know, it's like glowing. Yeah. Um, and for me, how I work with them, I basically, well, with the ancestors, I do rituals. But with mm-hmm. regular spirit guides, I feel like we just kind of connect. Like, it's like a downloads I receive from them. I don't do much specific. Mm-hmm. I just, like... It's more of a just, it's like an energy around you that you know is there, you consciously know is there, and you're able to receive this information that it's passing on to you because it is part of its mission to help you evolve, and that's what helps spirit guides evolve. So they're not perfect either. They're also learning. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's interesting. Um, for me... I like that you were like, when you start seeing angel numbers, that's when like a new guide is revealing itself to you. Um, because I don't, I don't know if this necessarily was the case for me because I didn't pay attention enough, but I, I'm going to start paying attention more to that because when I had a new spirit guide reveal um, thyself to me, it was like, it was just like a lot of synchronicities were happening. And it was after. Oh, yeah. I think I told you I like shape shifted into them, yeah. but I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> like I was like, "No, yeah. I don't know who you are." I'm scared, and um, yeah. So that that's something I want to. I actually will pay attention to, and that's like good advice for somebody that's just like wants to connect but doesn't know how to like see the the signs because I feel like um, have you ever have you ever felt like a presence when you're like meditating or you're super in your spirit? And you're like, you're starting to feel like a lot of presence. And it's not bad presence, yeah. but it's like an overwhelming presence. Yeah. And sometimes they will reveal their name to you. At least in my case, like during meditation, I've had that happen. And when I looked up the meaning of the name, just to clarify what kind of energy this is, 
it said warrior. So I knew it was a specific spirit guide that was revealing itself to me. And I knew the spirit guide was like an Aztec spirit warrior. And then it told me its name and it translated to warrior. So things like that, like you can, they can reveal themselves to you, but really in order to work with them, you have to welcome them. You have to, so knowing the signs is a good, good start to that. Yeah. And I, I just, um, yeah. And I think this is just like such a huge topic in my life right now, but I just feel like it can get really uncomfortable for people to connect with that. Like people that aren't innately spiritual, or even if you are spiritual, because, because you are so sensitive, like all of your senses can get tingled. Like you start to hear something or maybe you see something and it gets so overwhelming because it's kind of like the gap is bridging and it's like, you're like, oh, God, did my plant just talk to me? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, it can it's get like- kind of scary. I mean, not like, not that you should be scared, but yeah, it's kind of alarming sometimes when you see a spirit, it, even if it's an angel, like I had an angel hold my hand, a glowing gold angelic girl, and she's one of my guides, but she came to me when I first started connecting with guides and I felt something holding my hand and I look down and I see an angel and I freaked out because I didn't, this is like one of the first times something like that had happened to me. So it's important not to jump to conclusions Mm -hmm. right away, but it's also important to have boundaries and know what kind of energy you're working with. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that story about that angel. That's that I just got chills from that again. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's strong. That's strong. Um What are you going to say? Uh nothing. Uh nothing. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. Cries. Anyways. Um I guess I guess to kind of end this um cuz I want to segue again, but Like, how can somebody set boundaries? Because I have my own way, but, like, how did you set your boundaries, like, with the spirits and with, like, what kind of frequencies you wanted to connect with? So, again, it's super important to know boundaries because being so sensitive and, like, having your energy change, like, yeah, we have low vibrations and high vibrations. You want to know that what what is coming to you is actually for your highest purpose of evolution. And for me, establishing boundaries really is, can be simple as saying you are welcome or you are not welcome. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like one thing I always use is that. But also I like to pour salt around my room and my Mm. altar for protection, just to welcome in only beings of love I don't want to work with beings that aren't vibrating on love. So it's important. It really knowing yourself, understanding yourself and understanding you have the power to control what you're in contact with is key. Like your mind is everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is mental. So if you welcome something in, if your thoughts are on a certain level, a certain frequency, it's you up to you to decide how you're going to, work with spirit so do you want a certain spirit say yeah and if not say you're not welcome mm-hmm. and yeah um yeah I love the salt I do that I do that around my whole house I'm like salt no bad energy here like I I, <laughs> I noticed like one time with the salt uh, this is just proof that it works everybody that listens like, I put salt all around my camper in the campground, and the campground owner was, like, in a bad mood and was, like, um, trying to, like, raise rent on us for literally no reason. Um, and But the thing is, the circle of salt that I put around, he did not walk past with that negative energy. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that the negative, the darker energy could not make it past that line. I knew it. And I've seen it before, too, with um, another campground I lived in. This lady, she was, like, on something. I don't know. I don't want to judge, but I assume she really was. 
and she was just like it was like maybe 9 p.m at night daniel daniel was smoking outside and i was sitting with him talking and she was like walking down the road and she was like you want to buy some makeup i'm like oh it's 9 p.m at night um and she was like trying to get closer to me but i saw her stop at my line i was like yes that is where you stop (laughs) you're not coming through (laughs) yeah Sage also, it has that kind of effect. So if if you really want to just make sure that there's no negative energy when you're meditating or contacting, connecting with spirit in any way, sage will instantly, you will feel like a weight off your shoulders. It literally kills that, it kills that toxic energy. And it kills bacteria. And because we live yeah. in a quantum universe, it's like one and the same. Kills bacteria, kills bad energy. Right? Exactly. Literally. So I kind of, if you feel comfortable with this, you don't have. We don't have to talk about this. We can go somewhere else. But I kind of wanted to talk about um, this huge transition because I feel like you are such a different person than the like last year and like so much has happened to you and I'm just like you just keep growing exponentially and so I wanted to like talk about your journey to California and like what what that meant to you on your like spiritual path and um like what brought you back and like how this could like help somebody that's like going through um all these shifts just like you you know so you can go Okay. Yeah, I'm open to talking about that because we all do go through major changes in our life that impact our journey and there's highs and lows that we go through in the process. Nothing's linear. So I felt extremely called shortly after graduating high school. I just felt a really strong energetic pull after leaving a relationship to move to California. Mm -hmm. I just really felt drawn to the West Coast for some reason. And then all of a sudden, I just, I felt like I was in a really good place in my life. I was really focused on my spiritual practice. I really was focusing on cutting out any friends that just weren't serving me. And so I felt like moving was just in alignment with me at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I took the leap and I moved and I felt like it was like angels pulling me there. I just really felt, like, I literally felt like there was something I needed to get out of it, and I didn't know what, like, I would, I really didn't know what, um, but I figured, you know, I'm, like, 18 at the time, or 19, I forgot, Mm -hmm. it was one of those ages, and (laughs) I really felt like, you know, like, I'm young, and I'm figuring things out, and I want to make connections, and I want to meet people from different walks of life, and understand different cultures, and understand what it's like for people growing up in inner cities and even hoods. So yeah, I moved there and I ended up not living in the best area, which has its own lessons, but yeah, that was deep. Yeah, it was very deep. And Mm -hmm. when I was there, I really spent a lot of time observing what it's like for people living in you know the ghetto but also Mm -hmm. just I was able to meet people from all over the world from Africa from Brazil from all different walks of life all different um classes and each person was like God sharing a message it all connected but yeah I ended up going through a toxic relationship there too Mm -hmm. and that's what led me back to Michigan, which was really hard because there were so many lessons and so much to love about California. There were a lot of other people who were in tune. There were more temples out there. There was the ocean. A lot of tools I could use to work on my spiritual practice and easy access to creative um, people and opportunities. So mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to make a decision to leave California but my journey there was up I had gone through a whole other toxic relationship and at a certain point I realized you know I had learned what I needed to learn from living here and I took another leap which was harder than the initial leap getting there was to come back and Mm -hmm. 
move in with my family again. Mm-hmm. So that really was about understanding ego. Like, don't let your ego hold you in a position where it's no longer serving you. So I surrendered to it and I trusted in the universe once again that I was being called to return to where I'm from and save my money because California, LA is really expensive. And how am I going to integrate my purpose living paycheck to paycheck? So that was another reason that I came back and Mm. Now I'm back. I had gone through a lot, observed a lot. Yeah. And I'm definitely not the same person. I had went through extreme highs and lows out there, but I'm, I don't regret it at all. Yeah, that's cool. I think that you took, with all the leaps that you took, like you quantum leaped every time. Yeah. And it felt like steps backwards at many points. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was going through my relationship and when I was living in an area that was not safe, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was stagnant, but I knew that it had its own purpose throughout, and I knew that I had to power through and keep creating, keep making art, keep educating myself every day on finances, on business, on spirituality, on what I love. So, yeah, do you have any questions about California specifically or I just think it it, um I just think it is just such a hot spot for like um spiritual movements and like just like movements like I just feel like there's a lot of movements happening there and it's just like obviously it's such a zone because you know people are uh, magnetized there and it obviously has a certain energy going on that's probably beyond us um our conceptual minds but I just know that, um, you know, a lot of people, like, even myself, have considered going there because, you know, you want to find your tribe, you want to find your people, and you're like, oh, I have to go, I have to go there and find my people, but um, something, how can, like, somebody, you know, trust the fact that they're eventually going to find their tribe, and they just, like, how can you trust that? How can you let go of this, like, needing to find your tribe and have your people and you you just like it's almost like a longing it's just so human yeah. and how, how have you gone through that yeah that's actually interesting because it does connect to that because when I was living there I was away from everyone I know so I was isolated and I was connecting with people from different parts of the world but due to being in a toxic relationship I didn't continue with some relationships and connections I probably should have but Mm -hmm. I also am human so I I do still have like a sense of longing to connect with the tribe I mean yeah there are certain members who I have like you like I've already Mm -hmm. met you but sometimes it comes up that you know there's more people out there that I'm meant to connect with and it can be lonely being on a spiritual journey because not always your friends and family won't understand what it's like. And you want, you long for people to be on the same frequency and same page with you so you can work with them to evolve and have relationships that are contributing to your life. And Mm -hmm. really to let go of that, um, that need for that attachment to other people and thinking you need them right now is trusting, you know, it will come and really when we're this young and we're still finding out different pieces to our mission, it's mm-hmm. like, what was one second. It's like, we still have to work on ourselves. A lot of the time there's certain blockages we have to work through. And then it's funny because when you work through them, you'll notice you meet somebody new or somebody who is able to contribute to you in that spiritual way, somebody who feels like a soul family member. So you say you release one person because they aren't contributing to you. And then a few months later, six months down the line, you're able to connect with whole new people who actually do contribute to your creative process or your spiritual process. So it's really like surrender to attachment and what's right for you will come 
just trusting in the universe and divine timing because I'm still I'm still yet to connect with a lot of people so Mm -hmm. I'm still working through that myself but that's what I've been doing yeah and you know it's so easier said than done it's like just surrender just let go just follow like just detach from like the outcome or the need or the external things but it's like I guess that's one of the funny things about um, being on this path is that that is probably one of the biggest lessons and it's like it's all from within and it's just like really really (laughs) all from within (laughs) yes because as without so within so what you want to attract on the outside you have to work on first within yourself yeah and it's funny something I'm noticing as I you know, something that I'm learning or a big theme in my life that I'm, I'm becoming more conscious of is mastering my energy. And the times that I notice that I'm seeking outside of myself and I have all this energy and I want to like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to do this. I need, and it's like all this frazzled energy, but it's like nowhere to put it. I'm like, okay, yeah. meditate. I'm just like, I just been doing that. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to meditate. So it's like anchored in and it's all settled and I go back within. And it's all centered back in and I'm like, oh, okay, wait, I'm fine. And then something will like flow right through me naturally. Taurus flow. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is that Taurus flow? I feel like. You're pouring yeah, like, back into yourself and it's just like creating this Taurus. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, That's I'm definitely learning more about Taurus. I feel like, I mean, you know this, but astrology is just like this lifelong freaking study. Well, I'm talking about Taurus, like the Taurus. Um, the car? No. <laughs> the Ford Taurus. Like the Ford Taurus? Yeah, I'm talking about my old 2006 Ford Taurus. No, Taurus is basically like an energetic flow. Like, you've seen pictures of it, probably. It, it's like oh, the infinite... You yeah, it's like when you go meditate again, it's like that energy is just it's flowing. It's like going in and it's cycling through, like a Taurus. Oh my gosh, you need to send me a picture because you're like hitting a spot in my brain where I'm like I feel like, but then it's like I don't know. You sent me a picture of one, I think so recently. So you'll remember. It's somewhere in my it's somewhere in my psyche. I swear. Yeah, it's there. Um, I thought you were talking about my Taurus moon. Sorry, wrong, wrong. No, or- everybody, everything has a Taurus. Literally everything. Bro, I'm popular. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. We're definitely, you're definitely gonna have to get. We have to get more educated about these Taurus yeah. things. I- <laughs> a little off tangent. But- <laughs> a little off tangent. Um, and then I don't really know anything about mechanics, so we can't go down that <laughs> road. Yeah, I don't want to talk about mechanics. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the right information to provide. <laughs> You're like, I'm not about to con everybody. Um, yeah, quack. Quack. <laughs> okay, I actually do have this, like, this is this is a topic that I've brought up to you a couple times, but what is it like being, this is a jump, but what is it like being a spiritual waitress? Yeah, like, that is such a topic, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, <laughs> because it's such, a, it's such a physically demanding job that uh-huh. in a lot of the times, like, people in that environment really reside in a fear mindset, a survival mindset, and being a spiritual, well, like I said before, we're all spiritual, but not everybody is tuning in and nurturing that side of themselves so it's really understanding you know the physical is one with the spiritual it's just about how you use both sides to balance out each other so it's the thing about it is you are dealing with a lot of ego but where I like to begin with dealing with ego and controversy and you know attitude is really love like really centering into myself observing situations when people snap when you have a coworker who's gossiping or you have a manager who harasses you or a narcissistic manager 
you really need to go back to the skills you've learned through meditation and yoga of just being able to sit back and observe from another point of view, observe yourself, observe your reactions. And it kind of helps you, if you are being conscious, being a spiritual waitress kind of helps you learn how to deal with these reactions and actually become a better communicator in hard times and with people who don't agree with you or with people who are yelling. You kind of learn how to talk to people who are mad and calm them down, especially if you're coming from the heart. So mm. I I like to go in with love and talk to my um, tables and everybody with love and use my purpose to help other people there who are willing to receive. Like sometimes I'll have guests who we just get into it about the divine unconditional love and God that's within us and without us. And that stuff is what keeps me going through it. And keeping my vision in mind, my higher vision in mind throughout work is super important because if that wasn't there, I don't know I'd have much motivation to deal with all the hard things that come with it. And as well as it being really mentally hard on you because of all the different energies and low frequencies, it's really physically hard on you, especially if you're working 12-hour shifts. It can be hard to come back home and focus on your um, routine, your body hurts, things like that. So I think like really, really like having and being consistent with like a, a workout or a um, yoga or stretching or meditating can really help you if you meditate before your shift in any way, it can really, really help you serve other people, not only through what your job is, but through your purpose. Wow. Um, so well said, literally holding the frequency, being a frequency holder. <laughs> yeah. Being a frequency holder, yes. We all are. Yeah, just like holding that frequency. Like that somebody's like, awesome. get on my level, fight with me. And you're like, no, I'm holding the frequency. No. Yeah, hold the space. <laughs> hold the space. It's easy to snap sometimes, too. I mean, I see people do it. I've done it. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and I guess it's it's like also not getting mad at yourself when you when you do slip into like unconsciousness or you do give a customer attitude, because something I've noticed when I was uh, waitressing was like you know I had a couple and I I was just had a terrible table with like eight kids and two moms that didn't know what's going on and I was just like so it was so hard on me and then I had this couple and they're like I had like this weird energy because you know I just got like a little smack talk and all these kids and all this energy I go up to this table and they're like uh what's wrong with you and I was like that's you know that you know there's some really open hard people where they like notice like oh something's wrong and I'm like oh and I was just honest. I was like, you know, I just had a really big table and this and there's eight, eight kids and it was really crazy. But I was just like, I'm, I just keep going, you know, I'm just gonna keep going. And, you know, at the end of our night, they were like, you know, you seem like a good kid. Like you're going through a lot. Our daughter like busts her ass waitressing and we see you and we here's a 20. And it was like just a couple that had like a $40 bill. I was like, you know, yeah. like that's there are people that you meet that like they see you and they see yeah. like you do what you're what you have to do to get on yeah. your path yeah mm -hmm. and the more you actually like integrate love like and you're like when I come in with a love mindset I swear so many people are like you are great at what you're doing you you take care of us like the refills like I <laughs> I will refill you like 30 times and <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but <laughs> I'll, I'll refill you 30 times. hundred <laughs> percent. No. I and I, I think, yeah, it's your Taurus 10th house coming, but which Taurus am I talking about? The car, the energy no. or the sign? I'm just kidding. The sign. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so this kind of leads me to this question, which I know you already partially answered, but I kind of want to make it more clear. How could someone that is highly sensitive learn to work at a demanding mainstream job? 
see being a highly sensitive person working at such a demanding job it's really important to be aware of your thoughts and your emotions that's super important because there's a lot that's come up and yeah I've touched it a lot already like yeah I do like through yoga meditation spiritual practices grounding practices and coming through knowing your purpose like you need to have an intention because if you're just there for no reason doing something that is so demanding you know you're not gonna be in a good mood you're not gonna if you don't have an intention a solid intention then it's gonna be hard yeah I definitely can get like lost in the sauce like a lot of um one of my old fears was, you know, I had co-workers that were, like, 30, 40, 50, working at this restaurant. You know, some of them probably are living their purpose. Like, that's where they're yeah. supposed to be. But, you know, for me, I was like, well, I I respect them and I honor their journey, but I just don't want to be here that long. <laughs> and yeah. It was just like, you know, it was like this fear, like, what if I'm here that long? I don't want to be yeah. here that long. Sometimes it comes up for me, too, because it's like we make – decent money like it's just I don't want that to be (laughs) my Mm -hmm. that's not my purpose you know like for some people it is but it's not just about the money like yeah it's not the best money but it's pretty decent money like you could live your whole life doing that but it's also if you come in with your intention and your vision you know where your money is going to be going it's going to be going to support that that's Literally, if I did not have my vision, I don't know how I'd be doing what I do because when I go to work, I know what I'm putting my money towards after when I get off. Yeah, 100%. That's that's definitely that's definitely a good point. And um yeah, just being a spiritual waitress is such a such a thing. So I just wanted to like touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know, real world stuff, especially for this generation, I feel like there's so many light workers and empaths around our age. We're 20, 21. Like in this age group, and obviously above it and below it too, there's just a lot of young people who are accessing these gifts right now. New Earth is happening. People are tuning in. People are becoming more aware. So we have a lot of young people who are going through spiritual awakenings, and they still have to work real world jobs and still have to live physical lives and not everybody has a degree yet not everybody is going to college or whatever but people have to regardless deal with real physical jobs and sometimes they're demanding and hard on us mm-hmm. 100% 100% and um, I want to segue I actually want to talk um hmm <laughs> Well, we could really go anywhere right now. Like, we could (laughs) travel around the whole galaxy. But uh, I I do want to start wrapping up and, like, ask the last couple questions. Because we've been on here for a minute. And it's just been such a great conversation that I feel like is going to benefit so many people. And if anything, it benefited me, like, hearing you speak your truth. And I even learned a couple things, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) I'm literally learning through this. (laughs) so um one more thing is just like how do you how do you when you're like learning learning that balance of like taking action like that shiva and shakti like taking action making having structures having routines but then also not letting your passions and your dreams which is the shakti and the flow die you know or vice versa like how do you find that and when did you find that and how do you maintain that? Yeah, see, a balance of masculine and feminine energy is really important. Obviously, there's a huge imbalance on earth right now and there's uh, oversaturation of masculine energy. So tuning into your feminine and the flow and the creative side is super important. And being such a intuitive, um, creative person from the time I was literally a kid it's like that feminine energy also being a female just for me it's been very natural and present and I actually had a hard time when I was going through my awakening 
balancing it with the masculine and the action and the discipline because I didn't always have solid parental guidance. And so there was like the masculine, the father energy that I had to learn kind of to father myself, not because my dad Mm. is like not a good dad or not there, but um, I didn't live with him. So that Mm -hmm. masculine energy, finding that was something I had to learn and how you can keep that balance going and keep the flow and the, um, the action is really, let me think. Yeah. That's a, that's a big question. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The care you answered this is like, wow, (laughs) there's a lot. Well, it's really important to know that, like, we have physical realities, we have physical things we need to do and get done, and they are connected to the spiritual, to the feminine, so Mm -hmm. flow, flow, like, don't, like, it's important to continue creating, but also know that you need to, like, that's also part of the physical reality is the flow so this one's actually this is a hard question for me right now i know i kind of want to i kind of want to kind of just piggyback on what you've been saying because i see i see what you're kind of trying to say or what you're at least like leading on to and something for me that's really helped um like balance the shiva and shakti is just becoming aware that i am both it's like, I am the father, I am the mother, I am the divine masculine, I am the divine feminine. Like, I can embody both. And it's like yeah. not denying the fact that you are a powerful powerhouse and you deserve money and you can have a business and all these masculine energies, but also not denying yourself the flow and the nurture and the nourish nourishment. And, you know, so I think it's like almost seeing both of these things inside yourself. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I and that also goes back to the whole kundalini awakening and kundalini practice is it's centered around balancing those energies throughout your spine, the feminine and the masculine. Yeah, and and then we could even go once those are balanced, it's it's truly I feel like the ultimate goal of this uh, balance is this feeling of unity and oneness. And when you learn to balance these energies, like, within yourself, it's kind of like you are um, bringing unity within yourself. Because you're, it's kind of like acknowledging your darkness or your shadows and then acknowledging your light. And it's like, it's just like understanding that you have all these dualities and all these oppositions within you. But then integrating them both and acknowledging them both and then finding unity within yourself because then that creates unity and oneness on earth yeah exactly they're one and the same and i don't think like your gender your birth gender whatever you identify as it does not mean that you can't embody both so we're actually meant to have a balance between masculine and feminine and that's why society right now the earth is hurting because there it like i said there's an imbalance yeah well i i kind of want to wrap up i just want to know like what what's your final message to like the the star seed or the light worker or the, the just a random like listener that ends up listening to this like what would you what light message light codes would you want to spread to them in this moment that you are love and that love is god that's the highest source you are a fractal of God. A God particle is within every one of us. There's a God gene. You have the ability to create anything that you want. It all comes down to your mind. What are you doing with your mental? Are you choosing love or fear in day-to-day lives? And just be more conscious of that, like love and fear. There's two things that we can be controlled by on extreme levels it's love or fear are are you making decisions out of love when you make them or fear are they out of self-love or are they out of being afraid of yourself or out of being afraid of meeting yourself so 
for me, love is just something I work with every day, work with the heart. It's honestly the highest way to transcend because it's the most potent force there is. Wow. And I just, I love how you were like, if you are choosing love, like choose love over fear, because I literally just posted something about that on Instagram. I was like, you can never go wrong with choosing love. You know, like you can yeah. never go wrong. Yeah, you really can't. It's And choosing love isn't always easy. That's another thing. Like we choose fear out of sometimes being afraid or not wanting to take the the long way or trying to take a shortcut or escape things but sometimes choosing love is hard sometimes it means letting go of people who you're attached to sometimes it means letting go of parts of yourself you're attached to and behaviors and habits so choosing love isn't always easy but just be conscious of whether you're making decisions out of love or fear that is really like the most easy and like it's very accessible to anybody if you can just think about that, observe yourself, observe your decisions and where they're coming from. It's a really easy way to just become more conscious and aware in your day to day life because you get used to you get used to observing whether your decisions are coming from love or fear, and it just becomes kind of natural. Yeah, and I I I know I said I wanted to. Uh end but something I, I want to bring up because you just sparked my mind man you sparked my mind <laughs> as literally I'm like spark 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 yes. I'm like oh wow um something I wanted to bring up is I've been noticing with my as my meditations get deeper and I do become more aware that there is such subliminal fear like things that we do subliminally out of fear like just like the very smallest things like, it's like, oh, uh, I can think of something, like, um, I'm afraid to, like, reach out to somebody on Instagram just because, yeah. like, I don't know, but it's just, like, I'm just avoid it, and it, but it's, yeah. but it's, like, I'm avoiding it out of fear, because if I was in my love, if I was in my highest self, I would just be like, hey, and then I w- it yeah. would be, like, it would be done, you know? That's actually funny you bring that up, because I was just thinking about that yesterday, like, obviously right now we're in quarantine the whole world's pretty much connecting through these platforms on the internet and before that we were but right now is a really really potent time to make friends online and connect with other people online and sometimes your ego gets in the way and you you know you feel somebody's energy and sometimes I have like a message I'm like dude spirit wants me to deliver this message to people because I feel them I feel something and intuitively I'm like this could help them but sometimes I I'm kind of afraid to say something like so out there so out of the blue to people or just introduce myself to cool people online sometimes it can be nerve-wracking but that's also just fear and then I was thinking about how you know if I just like come from love it doesn't matter and they will receive it however they choose to hopefully it will also be from love but it doesn't really matter how they do. If you're if you're coming from love and somebody doesn't return that, then you just kind of let them go, let it let it go. But you know, you know, you made the decision out of love. And ego aside, it doesn't really matter. You you did your part. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I I literally just posted a video because I'm. Literally, it's just like all of this fear. It's like not getting us anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. Get you anywhere. (laughs) And it can be so subliminal. It's like even just like say you live in a uh, say you live in an apartment complex and you ran out of sugar and you want to ask your neighbor if they have sugar. Like, you know, it's so easy to just knock on the door and be like, "Hey, I'm just wondering, do you have sugar?" But it's like you could just have this subliminal, like, "Oh, well, what if they hate me after and they yeah, they they just like poor or like you know, you need sometimes you need something from your neighbor and you shouldn't be afraid to ask." Yeah, yeah, and that that's just fear based. That's just fear based. Like any time it's fear based, it's like like it's almost like when you're working in the name of love it's almost like you have to take these leaps because love is so it's like diving into the unknown of the divine to be honest exactly Mm -hmm. but also like when you notice um these fear-based things that are limiting you 
you can really look at them and go into them like where does it come from Mm -hmm. where did this start for me like normally it'll be the childhood it'll be something you know you're afraid of rejection maybe something your parents always didn't accept you or they always said no or Mm -hmm. they told you that this is bad just little things everybody to be very general but it definitely goes back yeah and i mean there we go again with the root chakra where we started isn't that how we started this conversation yeah chakra the very basics literally back to the beginning every time well i love yep. talking to you bryce and i'm so excited for this to get out there and i'm gonna send you the recording of this very soon and yeah I just love talking to you and I just think you're such a special person and you just have so much divine wisdom. You're an amazing artist. And so I'm I'm glad to have you on my spirit team. Like, I feel like you're one of my spirit guides, bro. Wait, I'm your spirit guide? Bro, I think you're my spirit guide. (laughs) Wait, are we each other's spirit guides? (laughs) I feel we definitely have a soul contract and we definitely help each other and bounce a lot of ideas off of each other bouncing lessons off of each other 100 i mean you helped me so much but thank you so much for inviting me to do this with you i am also very grateful and love talking to you yeah i love <laughs> talking share our conversations yeah i'm excited to get this out there and i'll definitely update you and yeah just have a great day i love you so much thank you i love you too i'll talk to you and i'll see you Okay. Divine time. Bye.